0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: 8 o'clock hour on your home of the Rangers. It's Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station. I just saw on Jared Sandler's Twitter account, Mitch Moreland is officially retiring. Oh, man. Let's check in with the Sandman. What's up, fan fans? Live in Surprise, Arizona, on the Diamond Factory Hotline, he is J-Rod Sandler. Good morning, buddy. What's up?
2: What's up? What's up, fan-fans? I haven't said that in so long. (laughs) I forgot we used to call people fan-fans.
1: Yeah, everybody forgot, I think. Uh, How much are you missing uh, the the entire radio crew that was out there? Or not. You can say, or not.
2: No, I mean, I I miss having company. I miss, you know, I, I see... Rangers I love hanging out with you know some of the Rangers people who are around I've gotten to know, but you know, I'm gonna be with them the next eight months. So it's it's nice, you know, getting a, some new blood. Uh, I, I still wish you guys would have come out here. I wish Bobby would have been out here. I still haven't seen all of his uh, drunken exploits. Mm-hmm. So I you know, I I would have loved to have seen that firsthand. Well, have
1: you not heard the plan for next year? Bobby and I are going to the combine in Indy. Choppy's going out to surprise solo so we're gonna do a cross event morning yeah. show. Yeah, baby. Uh, during this last week that the station was out there, Chop's gonna represent for baseball, and I'm going to the steakhouses oh. in the lobbies in
2: Indianapolis. Yeah. Not only has That's Jared not, really... not
3: heard this, I don't think Gavin's heard this until just now yeah. too.
2: <laughs> and, and honestly, that doesn't really move me because. Every time Choppy comes to spring training, he disappears with some girl every year. So, we can put a bingo card out there. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, buddy, uh, catch us up with what's going on. We got to ask for any type of Jacob DeGrom updates. How, how's how's uh, the ace doing?
2: Yeah, so as far as I know, I've asked 17 different people like 27 different ways whether the plan is still for Jacob DeGrom to be the team's opening day starter. uh, And I keep getting yeses. And I don't know if that means that he's going to be full go. Like, hey, if he needs to throw 110 pitches on opening day, he can throw 110 pitches. But uh, as of now, all systems are a go. And the next checkpoint for him is today he'll throw a live BP session. Uh, For people who don't know what that is, that's basically, uh, you know, you're throwing – against live hitters, but not in a game situation. You'll have a count, right? You'll have at bats going, but you don't have defense behind you. You're just out there facing a live hitter. The next step for him, if you know, all checks out today with that, is to pitch in a game. And that could be a cactus league game that's a sanctioned mm-hmm. proper game where you got three outs and, you know, there's no like concessions or uh, you know, changes to the rules. It could also be a B game, which is played on the backfield, You'll see major leaguers do this. Cole Hamels used to do this all the time. He'd rarely pitch in a Cactus League game, and that that's gives you the flexibility to uh, make sure that Jacob Degrom's pitching in a controlled environment. So let's say he had a you know quick inning where he threw seven pitches, but you want to get his body prepared to throw 15 pitches in an inning, you can say to the other team, hey, uh, you know, let's let's send another batter up there. We'll go four outs this inning. Or let's say he gets into trouble. In an inning, and his pitch counts up to twenty with nobody out. You can roll the inning over and get him out of there. So I don't know, you know, which route they'll choose. A lot of it's going to be up to him. But that's the next step. So long as he gets through the live bullpen session today, all clear.
3: Uh, Jared Laoty Tavares coming down with uh, his injury, and it's interesting because this is you mentioned Degrom earlier. We had the left side tightness with him. We had the left side tightness with Ivaldi. We had the uh, back tightness with uh, John Gray. What is, what's the deal with all that in terms of all these, you know, tightness injuries and, and what appears to be, is, is this overwork? Is this conditioning? What's that issue? And then just in general, the outlook for Tavares. And if you think he'll be ready by opening day.
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Bobby. I, so with the side stuff, we'll just call it, you know, oblique injuries. I remember in, not to bring up Cole Hamels again, but in 2016, Hamels had an oblique injury. And that was, it seemed like that was the start of this oblique Injury, you know, uh, uh, contagion across Major League Baseball. Contagion? It's obviously obviously not as significant as Tommy John, so it doesn't get the airplay as much. But oblique injuries are like the latest. Like, we don't know how to prevent this, apparently, but a lot of people get them type injuries. Now, luckily for Leote, from what we're told, this is, you know, characterized as a low-grade oblique strain, which means that, you know, he'll probably miss a couple weeks. But they'll know more. In about five to seven days, how he's progressing, it will give him a better idea whether they think he can be ready for opening day. As of now, from what we know, even if he's not ready for opening day, he shouldn't be out much longer than that. Uh, But it does create an opportunity. It creates an opportunity for Bubba Thompson. It probably opens the door for Travis Jankowski. And I think what might make the most sense is if the Rangers roll with the platoon in center field. Bubba starting against lefties, Jankowski against righties, and then Bubba being available off the bench in games in which he's not starting as a pinch runner or someone who can come in for defensive purposes. Uh, could it open the door for a Clint Frazier? It could. What works against him is that he's a right-handed hitter. Uh, but, you know, what this really does is it makes it tougher for someone like Chase Lee to make the team on opening day because they're likely going to have to make a 40-man roster move to create space for someone in the outfield. And so the probability that they're going to make a second 40-man roster move for anything other than a move out of sheer necessity is unlikely. Uh, But the hope is that Leoti still could be there on opening day, in which case Bubba would likely be kept on the roster as a fourth outfielder. But if not, uh, Leote shouldn't be gone much longer than that.
4: Jared Sandler join us here, 105 through the fan. We were talking yesterday about the Rangers' top three, four, of their lineup and, and, and where it ranks in the American league. Uh, you know, Houston's is obviously, you know, amazing. So is Toronto's, uh, for it to crack crack that top three though. What kind of season? <laughs> I know, right. What kind yeah. of season is Corey Seager having?
2: Well, he's, he's going to have to have a big season. And I'd also throw out the angels, you know, two guys, and yeah. you got Otani trout and then if Rendon can stay healthy, that's a, a pretty daunting top four. Uh, You know, Corey Seager has home runs and back-to-back games. Both are pretty impressive. Uh, That doesn't really move me in terms of how I feel about what he can do this season. I just think, in general, a lot of guys who sign big deals, their first year with that team, it might not be a bad year, but it's probably not what they're used to. It it probably is going to fall under the bar that they've set. And even though Corey Seager had a career high in homers, and he was healthy all year, which is great. He really didn't, overall, hit up to the standard that he set. And I think that just the combination of being more comfortable, and he is, guys. Corey Seager is so much more relaxed, so much more comfortable. Uh, I think the combination of that, the combination of you know the shifting not being uh, not being allowed, uh, you know, from a, a three infielder on the right stand, uh, side standpoint. You know, I, I don't know that we're going to talk about Corey Seager as an AL MVP candidate necessarily, but I definitely think that he's going to finish in the top 10 of that voting uh, and maybe higher. I mean, that top 10 is not like the biggest stretch in the world, but I, I guess point being, I, I think to me, no doubt if he's healthy, he's an all-star. And I think we're going to have a guy who's going to put together one of the better offensive seasons that a Ranger has put together in the last decade
1: the pitch clock noise settling down everyone like really comfortable with it are you still really noticing it how much of a storyline is it still
2: yeah i mean there's just not a lot of people complaining about it i I think even some of the biggest detractors like max scherzer uh you know are recognizing the value you know max looks at it from like a competitive standpoint how he can take advantage of it how he can use it uh, as a detriment to hitters but I just think in general, you know, talk to so many different people in so many different roles around the game from different organizations. And I I just really haven't had anyone say, gosh, you know, I don't like this. I didn't like it before and I don't like it now. You know, those people are out there, uh, but they are heavily in the minority. And, yeah, I mean, we might see one pitch clock violation a game, maybe. uh, And, you know, I expect that number to continue to decrease as pitchers become more and more comfortable with it. Right now, pitchers are clearly trying to test limits. You know, they don't want to have to think about it, right? So a lot of, a lot of these violations, when I've asked some of our pitchers on the Rangers' side, you know, what led to that, it, it's that they're trying to create that mental clock in their head. You know, the same way a quarterback's got to have that clock in the pocket, same way, uh, you know, a, a, a basketball player, when they know the shot clock's at seven, they can't keep eyeballing the shot clock when they got the ball. They got to know the clock. Pitchers are trying to create that as well, and I think that they're going to continue to do that. It's, it's really a non-factor, and guys, we played like a two-hour and 50-some-minute game yesterday that pre-pitch clock would have been over four hours. I mean, it's just it, wow. it makes yeah. a significant difference, uh, and I think fans on the whole, whether it's the hardcore baseball fan who needs some adjusting to this, but more importantly, the general sports fan who's trying to figure out whether they want to have a relationship with baseball uh, they're going to appreciate this much more.
4: One thing I don't like, and I wish they would, and maybe they will change it, like, you know, when, when the clock hits, what is it, eight seconds of the batter has to be in, um, you know, instead of giving a pitcher an automatic strike, let the pitcher be free to throw it, whether the guy's looking at him and alert or not. You know, make him at least earn the strike. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I just, I don't like when they have it where, you know, it's an automatic strike given to the hitter. Let the pitcher just be free to throw.
2: Well, and I'll tell you, RJ, I'll add to that. I think one of those automatic strikes came in a a game in the grapefruit league where the pitcher wasn't even on the rubber. Uh, And so, but these are the things that, you know, we said this in the off season, these rules are are in place for this year and they're not going to change the rules in terms of getting rid of the pitch clock, but they're going to be able to tweak it. Right. You know, the feedback that they're going to get will allow for some of these changes to be made. And, Honestly, you know, they could, in theory, make a change like that, something small like that, before the regular season. But I, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, I also think that, you know, in order for that to be a strike, the pitcher needs to be ready on the rubber as well. If he's not addressing the hitter, then, you know, the hitter shouldn't have to be in a position to address the pitcher. And and I also want to add, you know, you guys a couple weeks ago asked me about ending the game on a pitch clock violation. And, you know, I, I said the rules are the rules. Uh, and I still believe that. I would be open to tweaking the rules in the ninth inning yeah. if that if that was going to reduce the probability of that. But at the same time, you've got Jared What I think baseball could do is say, Hey, let's make it seventeen seconds in the ninth inning, not fifteen seconds because of the height and the motions.
1: Jared Sandler, live from Surprise with a Rangers update brought to you by Sonic. Mm. Here on one oh five through the fan. Let's play this piece of audio that I received yesterday during the Ranger broadcast.
4: Cleveland, the Cleveland Guardians.
1: Well, I don't
0: think we're calling them yet.
4: Yeah, I, I know not yet. Yeah. but They will be the Guardians. We can call them the future
2: Guardians. The future Guardians. calling them that now. And we still have uh, two series to play with them. We haven't played them yet. Yep. So we'll have all kinds of opportunities to uh, experiment. Perhaps they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Working in the Star Wars reference. There you go. Nice. Oh. That that was. So that was a couple years ago. <laughs> Look at Bobby. Oh, what, yeah. what Bobby? That was old. I
3: have secondhand embarrassment, Jared. <laughs>
2: What, for me or for, for Matt?
3: From you. Guardians of the Galaxy, Jared. Come on, man.
2: Good, Chris Pratt. Movie. Wait, hold on. You're burying the lead here. Matt thought that was a Star Wars <laughs> No, yeah. no. I,
1: I get,
3: I get. I, I, I that get, is the lead. I give Matt a pass for that. The the Not just that. There was a good three, four seconds of dead air. And, Jared, you had time to think about that. And you still went, I'm going for the Guardians of the no, Galaxy but reference. But I'm doing me, this. Let me
2: break this down. Let me break this down. We were, the team was on the road. I was in studio. So I can't see them. Right, so I got to really make sure that no one's going to say anything. It was also towards the end of the year; the Rangers were on their way to a hundred-loss season. I deserve a pass for that, okay? Yeah. Uh, we were just finding ways to get through nine innings with guys who half of the the baseball world hadn't even heard of. Uh, so, I, yeah, I threw out a Guardians of the Galaxy reference, but come on, guys, you can't let. Pants over his belly button. Matt Hicks get away with saying, "Oh, yeah. oh! How about the Star Wars reference there? Come on!" Hey, real quick. But he is so out of touch with modern pop culture.
1: Hey, real quick. Have you resigned yourself to the fact that Aaron Rodgers is leaving?
2: Absolutely, and I am totally okay with it. I am. Ooh. I it, it, the time is the time is uh, has come and gone. Uh, he had a great run with the Packers. It's a shame. It's honestly, I think we might look back on it and say it's one of the biggest travesties that the Packers only, not only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but went to one. Some of that's the front office's fault. And honestly, some of it's Aaron's fault, not playing well in some big games, especially in cold weather. He's the greatest quarterback that franchise has ever had. It was an absolute joy watching him. Uh, I still don't know if there's a quarterback I've ever watched with more just talent and ability than Aaron Rodgers uh though obviously he didn't have the best career uh you know, amazing career but i i think it you know it's run its course and the packers need to figure out if jordan loves worth a damn and if he's not they'll suck they'll get a good pick and hopefully they can draft the future uh quarterback of the packers
1: thank you brother love you we'll talk to you again i miss you guys see you later i'll turn it up for hicksy
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> jared sandler on the diamond factory hotline kyrie does it again Mexico has some gun advice for John Morant. Why did Michael Irvin schedule a press conference today? And toilets! 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 <laughs> Next.
6: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
1: Jazz in front right now. Not for long. Seventh May three. Eighth hoop for the game. Hardaway 24 points. That was follow-up with the call on Bally. Kyrie does it again. He leads the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. The Mavs beat the Jazz, 120-116. to He scored 17 of his 33 in the fourth. I forgot Luka was even on the team. They had the second half of their back-to-back tonight in New Orleans, and the Mavs moved from 7 to 5 in the Western Conference. And I just love sitting back, just watching this dude play. In terms of enjoyable players to watch in the NBA, pop quiz to have you guys give me your list. Just watching them play. I'll still probably say Steph is one. I'm just talking about from a style standpoint.
3: Enjoyment. Like, Kyrie's
1: definitely over Luka.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, I, I still think Luka's enjoyable. It's just in a different way. Um, Kyrie, Steph, I think Durant is always really fun to watch. Um, you know, Giannis, those are guys that I think are fun to watch. Trey Young. Trey Young. I just like reckless abandon. That's what, He's reckless. Jaw. Jaw. Yeah, well, Jaw's very exciting. On and off the court. I'm, I'm waiting. I, I, I like, I'm I like waiting
1: this. for you. Usually you're right yeah. there with a smart-ass combat. I said on and off the court. Maybe. Maybe. It wasn't good. You delayed, too. Yep. Um, people. <laughs> some people might say Dame, but man, it, it is a treat to watch. Forget about all the noise and all the BS. Uh, he pulls up whenever he wants, stops on a dime, Gets to wherever he wants on the floor, can shoot the three, fancy passes. He can hang in the air. He glides, the changing of the hands, everything you can do with the basketball. Man, it is a treat. Tim Hardaway was on fire again, seven of nine from three. They end the homestand three and three. Pelicans tonight, and again, from seven to five in the Western Conference. And Kyrie was asked after the game on Valley. How close is this team to real contention?
4: Man, uh, it's coming together fast. And to be honest with you, I think our championship aspirations are really close. But honestly, we got to take it one day at a time. I would love to look in the future. I would love to be in the future. But I got to control the present moment and just be there for my guys as as much as they are there for me. So it's a collective team effort. And I'm glad that we could
1: uh, shake some things up. So we are two and a half behind the Suns for the four spot. Five games behind Memphis who could be losing job ja for a number of weeks once they determine where the gun came from and where the gun was. Was it on the team plane? Where else was it? The legalities of it. So one more little Kyrie tie into this. Some people were saying that Nike was unfair. Double standard. They came out and supported Ja Morant. And they, of course, severed their tie with Kyrie. Differences? Fair? Unfair? As Nike said, we support Ja. We're happy he's getting help. Kyrie, we're done with you.
4: Um, I mean, from a PR perspective... I don't have a problem with it, for the record. Yeah, I'm trying to think from a PR perspective. You know, is what Ja did, you know, on the level of Kyrie. Like, Kyrie, PR-wise, you know, was... Uh, insensitive, racist, whatever you want to call it. Um, and jaw was a jaw. And let's be fair. I mean, you, the U S has a fast nation with guns. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, he may not have done anything illegal. I mean, it may not have been his gun. Now he's in possession of it. He's in possession of a firearm at an establishment that serves alcohol. Yeah, that's enough.
1: Um, but I mean, he may not have done anything illegal. If I, if I was Phil Knight, I would have done the same thing more justified in severing the Kyrie. It was incident after incident after incident after incident. He insulted a whole race of people. Mm -hmm. John Moran held up a gun and may have been involved in some fights behind the scenes, so... I don't have a problem with it. Do you? What do you think? What would you have done if you were Phil Knight?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they, they had to move away from Kyrie when they did. Now, with Ja, it is incident after incident after incident, and it's all been crammed into what feels like a month. Um, but it's, I mean, let's be honest. They there's, also know there, he's
1: a rising star. There,
3: there's different levels of heat for different PR crimes. Mm-hmm. And, and anything that involves, you know, race issues and things like that is not going to rise to the level of he's a bad boy who gets into fights.
1: So the most public defender, celebrity-wise, of Ja Morant so far, Paul Pierce. Here's what he tweeted the other day. I don't care what y'all say about Ja. I carried a gun after I was stabbed. Y'all don't know what he's going through. Everyone got something to say until you really know what's going on in someone's life. When you're black and rich, you're a target, period. Period. Part two was yesterday, Paul Pierce. But we glorify and normalize all the rappers who do it and get paid from waving guns in rap videos making millions. I'm trying to understand. Make this make sense. What crime did he commit? That was Paul Pierce getting blasted Mm -hmm. by the internet yesterday.
3: I mean, if he takes the gun into an area where 51 percent of the sales are from alcohol that is a crime so i mean like there has been a little bit they're like well what do you do? what's the crime it's like well that's a crime, well, that's crime. and if he beats down a, a kid at a basketball court that's also a crime like he is these things we're talking about have been crimes some of them yeah and and look, so we, we don't
4: know is it is is it his gun is it is, does he have it registered is it legal uh, is he in an open carry? Whatever. All that. I mean, there's a, there's a million things that, that could be in play here. Uh, and, and 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 to be fair, you know, even if Paul Pierce says he carried a gun everywhere, you still can't carry a gun legally into a bar, strip club.
3: And I'll, and I'll also say there's nothing more reckless than holding a gun up drunk like this. And like, I mean, he's holding it by his fingertips. and could have just easily dropped that. But that, I mean, he's just, he is incredibly reckless right now.
1: There's a difference between legal and image too, mm-hmm. right? We it's the whole freedom of speech thing. We can't say whatever we want to say on this show, all right? If we were sitting at home, you know, if there was if there was video of us when you went out with Jasmine and did a fundraiser, mm-hmm. was it skeet shooting? I don't know. It was. It, was it was skeet shooting. Yeah, skeet oh, shooting. Yeah. That's different from when if you were at home and you were doing a candle review. And you're holding up a handgun and saying, I don't like this one. Bam! You know, that's getting you in trouble here versus skeet shooting. Or just holding a gun like this while you're while you're talking and doing a 30-second Facebook live. Yeah, now it's if different. I was
4: doing if I was doing a Facebook live, okay, check out my gun. Hey, this is this is the new gun I got. It's a uh, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. Uh, you start pointing it at the camera, uh, you know, or or it's in the background of a song. Where in the song, they're talking about shooting somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's got a different connotation to it. Right. You know, but if you just lay out, you got guns. If you just lay out a gun or however many you have on the kitchen table and start doing a Facebook Live, like, hey, look <laughs> what I got here. I, that, that's
1: totally okay. I, I don't know if it's totally think, okay, but uh, more, different, different. I don't know. I mean, you have yeah. to ask the boss.
3: Imagine, imagine Peyton hanging out with Molly and just Molly. on on the uh, on his Instagram Live. He's like, what's up, fam? That wouldn't go well.
1: FS1, track down. The insider, the expert on this, Plaxgill Burris with <laughs> jaw advice. You
0: can all just be, you know, uh, taking away. Right. Uh, you can just taint or whatever your legacy may be. And I just, if I was just telling him, you know, just, if I was speaking to him, yeah. it would just be, you know, if you can't learn anything, man, just learn from me. And uh, just make better decisions because, you know, you, you really don't want for him to have that label moving forward, being that he's so young. He has the opportunity to be the face of the NBA. He's, he's that great of a player, and you want to con, you, you want to continue to see him, you know, mature as a person as his game is getting better. Right. And I think that all just comes with time, and you know, uh, being around the right people. And I believe, you know, he he made a mistake.
1: All right. So that's Plaxico uh, with similar advice that uh, Jalen Rose has given. Is Dak Prescott now a bargain? Of course, Bobby's going to have that. And below the belt, after Daniel Jones got $40 million a year, Michael Irvin has scheduled a press conference today with his attorney and his agent. This is the day after discovery evidence was supposed to be turned over. And Mike Florio is suggesting that this is another good sign for Mike. Why would you call a press conference the day after this? All right, does he have the video? There's a possibility he has the video evidence. So this seems like a very confident move from Michael today and hopefully we'll have some uh, audio for tomorrow. It seems very Or just confident. we'll just get Mike on tomorrow. Maybe we
4: should. Maybe we should just call Mike himself and get him on and ask him all the hard-hitting pertinent questions like, you know, can
1: I borrow 30 grand? Meanwhile, <laughs> Steve Ballmer, this guy's the best news announcer of all time. They, they they changing the game with toilets at stadiums. Yeah, they are.
3: Apparently, the the way the way Steve Ballmer talks about it, it's like uh, you remember that famous video from the launch of Windows ninety five, where he and Bill Gates are just like yeah, jumping dancing. around to start me up, and he's he's he was announcing toilets similar to the way they announced Windows ninety five.
2: Toilets 1,160 toilets and girls, three times the NBA average number of toilets and girls. We do not want people waiting in line. We want them to get back to their damn seats uh, at the
4: end of the half before the game. Clocks. I, clocks. I we need have to... clocks everywhere. You're going to gonna know what time it is. This isn't a Vegas casino. We <laughs> clocks, baby.
3: I, I it's need, I need to hear him do the Matt Foley down by the river in a van down by the river line. That's exactly what he sounds like. I live in a van down by the river, toilets, clocks, everything. I do think we need to talk about how
1: awesome this could be. Is it is it absolutely one hundred percent necessary to increase this is one of the most famous Mike and the Mad Dog fights of all time. There's something like no, I mean, you know, when to the Yankee game. Ah, yeah, uh, you're you sitting in the bathroom for 30 minutes. And you got to wait Okay, they got no toilets in the bathroom, and you got to be able to go. And you got to miss the game. I mean, when it's the seventh inning stretch, and you're not back to the top of the night. Yeah, uh, you can't have it. No, dog, you don't know. You've never been there. Yeah. You, you don't know. What I don't know what a about. toilet is. What is? What is oh, a right. toilet? Yeah, okay. they let me go in the studio at uh, WFN. <laughs> okay. When's the last time you've been to a game and and you were like, man, this is not enough, not enough. Oh, oh! I mean, the cowboy game this year. I Man, that line was that line was long.
4: Uh, now, granted, there's a hundred thousand people there. Yeah, like you can only have so many toilets. Um, but no, I mean, you know, we go to quite a bit of stars games, and and we're generally okay. Uh, you know, if, if you you, you got to plan it though, you
1: got to go to the bathroom a minute before the period ends. Did the New York Giants just make Dak Prescott look like a bargain below the belt with Roberto? Next.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Don't make me take off my belt.
3: Dak Prescott is a bargain, baby. Love the tone. Love the delivery. I noticed the difference. I did that for you. Good job. And Sounds like you have a heartbeat. And I think all of you guys are going to agree. Daniel Jones joins the $40 million quarterback club yesterday. And I think when you look at the quarterbacks who have now passed the $40 million a year threshold, there's nine of them, that we are going to come down on this and say that it's Dak Prescott, who is not probably not the best value, but right near the top. So we're going to go through the list here of the nine quarterbacks that are on the $40 million club. Sean, would you like to start at the top of the market or the bottom of the market and work up?
1: Uh, let's go top down.
3: Okay. Number one. I love when the top's down. <laughs> love top. Uh, number one, $50.2 million, Aaron Rodgers. And we're just going to compare that to Dak Prescott at forty. People can debate who they want more right now. If they think Aaron's better than Dak, Dak's better, whatever it is. Like, I know Derek Holland, who will be in here soon, would still say he'd take Aaron Rodgers over Dak. Is Aaron Rodgers at $50.2 million a better value than Dak at forty? Oh, wait, hang on. Because Dak's not going to be at 40 for for long. But we're talking about where the contract is right yeah, now. Because he'll be at 46 in a week. Potentially. We don't know what the number is yet. But this is what we're, we're evaluating right now.
1: Look, the whole thing is, is Aaron Dunn. Like, I don't know. But if it was Aaron, if you told me it was Aaron, I mean, it's also unfair to say MVP Aaron. If it was MVP Aaron, yes, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers at 50. Right now? I don't know if he's done. If I had one game to win, I'd pick Rodgers if it was one season, but I don't know. So I guess I can't definitively say, yes, Rodgers is better value.
3: And, and even if it's Rodgers is a better player, you want Rodgers for one game. I think that's a different question than the idea of that on your books for an entire season and the type of play you're getting out of him. I think what yeah. we've seen over the last year or so would tell you that right now, Dak is a better value at 40. Well, just last one year, one year, one yeah. year. Um, so, the old
4: adage: "There's, it, it, you pay it. You, you either are worth being paid, or you're not. Mm-hmm. There's no bargain in the middle. So, um, a fifty million, like Patrick, like you know, fifty. Let's forget. Patrick, I'm going to forget Patrick Brown. He's a different animal. But if, if 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 you're an elite quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers is elite, if he's elite still." Mm-hmm. Then him at fifty is only a twenty percent increase. He that 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 jump from, you know, yeah. really good or great, whatever you put Dak in to elite, that's at least twenty percent. That's worth the ten million.
3: It's I, about I it's about a twenty five percent increase on the hold on your cap from Dak. If he's elite, it's worth. But it. But again, that's not what we're we're looking to the future and saying that right now, without saying, well, which version am I going to get? I would say yes. Okay, interesting. Russell Wilson, $48.5 million yeah, compared to there. Dak Prescott at 40. Russell Wilson is not one of the 15 best quarterbacks
4: in the NFL. Agreed. Dak, Herbert, I'll go through the list of guys. Uh, Car, Carr, Carr Goff, Kirk, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Could argue.
1: Yeah.
3: Russell, so that's, that's an easy one. Easy. Russell's not even there. Number three, Tyler Murray, $46.1 million annually. As a value. My lord. So how much is it? 46.1. So, bet online,
1: semi odds to win just the NFC. It wasn't bet online, it was sportsbetting.ag. Arizona's last by a mile. It's not even close. The teams before Arizona, Atlanta, and Tampa are 33 to 1 to win the conference. Arizona 75 to 1. Mm. Kyler is so difficult for me. He's so difficult. I think he has better tools than Dak. Uh physically, um, he's he's better than Dak. He's obviously a better runner. I think he's got, you know, as good of an arm, if not better. He he's he's a pain in the ass. I'm not saying saying Lamar's a pain in the ass. He's a pain in the ass. Like ability wise, better value, all things encompassing, I'd probably, I'd lean no.
3: Not raw. Like I think what you're talking about is raw talent, and tools, which that's a different question than what kind of a player are you. Which of course, Tyler has not shown that. And especially, let me me just say mm -hmm. one thing real quick. Yep, yep, yep. If Dak Prescott was thrown into Green Bay
1: last year or Arizona, they'd be just as bad, if not worse. I, I, I have I, zero hesitation. Him elevating the, the, those types of teams, I have no belief
3: that it could happen. None. Complete, zero. Completely disagree about Arizona. Green Bay, you can talk about. Completely disagree about Arizona where so much of it was dysfunction. And he's not contributing to dysfunction the way that Kyler and Cliff's relationship I did.
4: I agree with that. I, I would say Arizona would be a better situation, but
3: I don't know there's a chance in hell Dak wins eight games with that Packers team. Next one. Deshaun Watson, forty-six million dollars annually. Who played awful last year?
1: That's and I'm glad you said that. That's something no one talks about. Uh, it's a which is odd. That's an
3: easy pass. I think it was because Dak had played the whole year, and so a lot of people, a lot of the conversation on who's not living up to it, was focused on Dak and didn't nearly focus enough on Deshaun. It's like yes. people forgot because it was so late in the year when yes. he got there. What's
4: an easy pass? He had played in two years. I'm not oh. gonna credit. I am
1: not gonna ding yeah. him for playing like dog crap eleven weeks. He's forty-seven. He's forty six. Forty six. Okay, I'm not gonna say that Dak is definitely better value. I think Deshaun's a little bit better player, so that one
4: I won't say definite. Yeah, I mean, yes, there is a, a shred of doubt in my mind.
3: That I could
1: be wrong though. I mean, I'm not hardcore about it.
3: His QBR was thirty eight last year, Chop. And even I, I understand. I understand. No, 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 true. no. He was off one year. It was not two. He missed twenty one. That was it. I know, but brand new team thrown into it. I, mean, I know
1: you can get a little bit of it was, was seven
3: hundred days between starts. That's,
1: That's a little bit years, of a pass. Man. Let's judge him starting this year. Uh
3: and I mean you can do that, but I'm saying in general, like like common sense. With nobody, nobody. Okay, we didn't go like, oh my gosh, look at the, the time between the starts after Dak broke his ankle. Let's oh give him God. a little you, bit of. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
1: What, I'm just saying. What did this guy do for you? What did this guy number four do for you in your life? Personally? Nothing. Nothing. Here's, here's mean, the you, thing. You you'll this take is what a I bullet love. for him. This is, this I, s- I swear. This is what I. If I, if, I, fast, I would, <laughs> if I could jump in front of
3: it that fast, I would, Sean. <laughs> if I could jump in front of it that fast, I would. If I could get between him and Julian Love or whoever took him down like and broke his, of, his ankle, I'd do a it. Let's get here he and test it. He can have my ankle. Let's get out here and test it. I no. What it is is I get here. Here's because and this the thing. Bobby's so biased with Dak and blah blah. I get that so much. Here's the thing. As you should. Why? Where where, does, you where are. does but where does the bias come into play?
1: If I'm somebody asking. Keeps, what that's exactly do, what it. Did, what, 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 how did he line your? Pockets? That's exactly
3: it. Nobody does. He is a good player who gets over criticized. When when there's criticism to be had, I'll give it to him. And I've said before you, the things that he's had trouble with.
1: You treat him as if he is in a higher category than he is. You treat, you treat him and you talk about him as if he's getting ready. He belongs in 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 the Herbert or higher category. That's uh,
3: how I feel. Uh, there are... There are lies about or or complete misrepresentations about where his status is in the league, and so I'm going to defend the. This is a ridiculous statement. Yeah, okay. what's ridiculous? Give me an give me an example. Anybody who has him outside the top ten is being ridiculous. Nobody has him outside the top ten. The, oh I, my gosh, Dan Orlovsky had him 12th that out of the playoffs. Quarterbacks was just for the
1: playoffs. <laughs> All right, let's finish up the list. Daniel Jones uh, got 40 a year yesterday. Which Daniel
3: Jones we're not going to say is a better value at 40 than Dak at 40, right? No, of Nobody's going to say that. Of course, Daniel not. Jones at 40 is a better value than Dak at 40. Let me tell you something.
4: Here R.J. Here I done.
1: I got this. I got this. You Hang gave on. R.J. three hours to be a contrarian. Here we
4: go. No, I got this thing. I got this sent to me. Our guy Bo.
1: Daniel Jones last year thirty two hundred <laughs> yards. 15. He's one of the efficiency guys, right? He's a handicapper. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but he, yeah. Yesterday he was tweeting me about. It. I think his his efficiency.
4: Thirty two hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, five picks, ninety two point five rating for Daniel Jones last year. Name this quarterback in twenty eighteen. Thirty two twenty three. 24 touchdowns, 12 picks, 95.4 quarterback rating. Say it again. It's 2018? Yep. And it was how many touchdowns? 24 to 12. 24-12. 24 TDs, 12 picks, 95 ratings. So hot, more picks, more touchdowns, better quarterback rating, more yards thrown. Uh, was that Jameis? I don't know. That is Mitch Trubisky. Oh. Yeah. And they just paid that forty they paid somebody worse than him forty five million dollars. Oh, so Bo is insulting it. I like oh, it. Yeah. Good job.
3: Uh another one here on the lit because we're gonna skip over the next two uh that were there because they're clearly better value. Patrick Mahomes at forty five million is better value. Josh Allen at forty three is better value. Uh although Josh Josh Allen played terrible the last twelve weeks of the year, so just want to throw that out. Okay. Uh the you other did. one who's at forty, Matthew Stafford at forty, whose arm is cooked. Not better apparently. value. So when you look at it, and you said, now you said you think Aaron Rodgers you take his better value. You seemed like you didn't know, like it, it could go either way. Either way. Okay. So considering that, the only two that I think you're saying are definitively above that, because again, Watson is another where it's like, uh, don't know. It's it's right there. The only two that are definitive value out of the nine quarterbacks being paid this right now are Mahomes and Allen, the two two of the three top quarterbacks in the NFL. There just needs to be an understanding. Well, it's about to get, uh, you're doing this with convenient timing,
1: uh, which is very, this is why you get accused of your bias. Dak is about, they're about to extend him real fast. Which they should. and, And Burrow and Herbert are about to get paid as well.
3: So Dak will move down that list. Which they should pay him right now because that's the point. Two years ago when he got paid 40 and everybody's complaining about it, they're complaining about it. That year and acting like $40 million is the same in 21, 22, 23, 24, and it's it's not. Just like when he signs this extension and he gets 46, 46 is not going to be the same value today that it will be in 23 or 4 and 5 and 6 and 7. Because
1: it's more complicated than that. There's multiple ways to look at it. Fans don't look at it as, well, so now Daniel Jones is making that, so I feel better about it. Fans a lot look at it as, is he a $40 million player? We kind of like isolated. We take it away from the QB payment list. Is he a $40 million player? In my opinion, the answer is no. That's how fans look at it versus, well, that's just the go rate. So, you know, it's not just everyone looking at it one way.
4: It's, yeah, a, l- and- it's a
3: lack of understanding about the cap, to be completely Right, but honest. you're
1: also
4: like, you know, they're not, Dak is not just being compared in value to guys making above him. He's also like going to have to be compared to value to Jalen Hurts, who's making nothing. Very good or point. Or to Jared Goff, who's making 20-whatever or, or, or Carr. Carr, so Carr just got is 30 35. 35. You know, Derek 37. Carr, 37. 37. Okay, so Derek Carr at 37 versus Dak
1: at, at What's 40? he
3: going to get? Dak at 40 is better no, value than Carr. after done. After the, after he gets the uh, 46 and and probably, and then, I guess. And, and, okay, so we're talking d- about
1: a $10 million difference.
3: And he's $10 million better than Carr. <laughs> I, I mean... Carr was was a 59% passer in the modern NFL last year. That's absurd. That's
4: also his career worst year with a new system that he obviously did not figure out.
3: Devontae Adams. Who had a great year. Like,
4: I mean. But Devontae had a great year. Carr helped with that. Like, he just did not get that. That system did
3: not work for him. And, no, you can't compare him to Hertz or other people because the whole point is who's gotten a new deal? Who's been paid and told this is the scale that you're on? Hertz hasn't gotten a deal yet.
1: What's the text line saying? 877-881-1053. You know what I'm rooting for now? It's gonna make piss off a lot of people. I'm rooting for them to take
3: a quarterback right in round. By the two. way, you're wrong six eight two when you say Dak has still not hit the salary cap for forty million yet. Uh, isn't what? that contract has been on the cap for years now?
1: I hope. I hope round two. I hope they draft someone. Oh, I just now I'm root. Mm, Bob, Bobby's oh, Bobby's doing to me. Wait, I'm trying to think who you've done it. I never Peyton wasn't playing enough, where I disliked him. Tebow. That you didn't turn me on him. I don't think you turn me really on anyone, but making me and mm, Hooker, come on down. Baby. Hey, they would, <laughs> don't you do would that love to me. it. Below the belt oh, here. Every single day. Sean RJ and Roberto on your home of the Cowboys. 105-3 the fan. Charles Barkley talks about the ESPN disease after Kendrick Perkins and JJ Reddick fought over Steve Nash